to the podcast live launch party of the Matters of the Heart with me, Bishop Sharon Jones. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Oh, uh oh. I just messed up my horn. That's all right. <laughs> oh, Oh, today is the launch, the setting in motion of the Matters of the Heart podcast. We're going to have a wonderful time together, panel discussions, book reviews, and special guest appearances. I want to thank each of you for joining me this morning. It's going to be phenomenal. Did you hear me? It's going to be phenomenal. Will you say that with me? Phenomenal. I have a very special guest joining me this morning, an awesome woman called and sent by God to be a blessing. And she's here with me this morning. Amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, we're going to have a phenomenal time. So what I want you to do, I want you to grab your cup of whatever you like to relax with, coffee, hot tea, cold tea, and get comfortable. Or if you've got to work or do whatever, stick your earplugs in your ear, put your feet up, and enjoy the matters of the heart with Bishop Sharon Jones podcast live lunch party. It's going to be great. You watch and see. It's going to be great. I'll be right back after this announcement. Thank you for joining us today on the Matters of the Heart podcast with Bishop Sharon P. Jones. Please check out our website at www.spcjministries.org. We would love to keep in touch with you. Please make sure you sign up for our email mailing for any upcoming events. Again, thank you for listening. Enjoy this podcast with Bishop Sharon P. Jones and her special guest dealing with the Matters of the Heart. Well, welcome back to my podcast launch party. I am so excited to have you with me today, whether you're driving in your cars or you're at home in the comfort of your homes, relaxed with your feet up and your favorite cup of your favorite drink. Well, I better not say your favorite drink. I'm going to say coffee, hot tea, or cold tea. We don't want no red cups. <laughs> Listen, how many of you have seen the commercial on TV where the mother is sitting in the bathroom uh, on the floor, bathtub full of toys, and this little hand grabs the knob of the door, starts to shake the door and says, Mom, and she pauses and she freezes and she says, this is dad. <laughs> That's so funny. Funny. All she needed was a little time. I understand. How many of you understand that? A lot of you are in on, uh, you need, some of you need to find a closet, get up in the closet and just hide a little bit because you just need a little bit of time. The dishes are going to still be there. The children are going to still be there. The husband is going to still be there. They're not going nowhere, but we've got to learn how to take a little bit of time for ourselves while we're taking care of everybody else and everything else. We need to take a little time for ourselves. And this 
moment here with me. The matters of the heart is a little time for you this morning. Amen. I want to introduce to you a very, uh, very special and awesome young woman whom I love dearly. My special guest, Lady Tanya Jones of the Impact Worship Center, Atlanta, Georgia, where Bishop Arthur Tyrone Jones Jr. is the pastor. Good morning, Lady Tanya, and welcome to the Matters of the Heart. Good morning, Bishop Sharon. Good morning. How are you today? Listeners, I am awesome. Excited to join you on today for your launch party of your podcast. Yes. Do you, do you have your cup? I most you know what? In order for them in the listening order to hear, I'm, I have my cup. I need to slurp. <laughs> yes, I have my cup. And then, <clears throat> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and then say, ah. <laughs> you know, I have my cup and I also have a slice of banana bread. Elder Demita Gamble made me a lunch party banana bread and it is Wonderful. I tell you what, maybe I better not taste it right now. I just almost choked over that little bit of coffee. But she made me a lunch party banana bread. Thank you, uh, Ella Demeter. This this banana bread is so good. And listen, while you have your cup of your favorite whatever and your sweet, listen, don't go deep now and get no wheat bread and all <laughs> <laughs> and all of that. Get you something sweet. We're binding calories today. We're loosing, yeah. we're loosing fine shapes and yeah. small waistlines. Amen. Yeah. You know, when I was talking to you earlier this week, you had a cup of uh, a, a cup of, of your beverage, and then you had a piece of cheesecake with yeah. strawberries on the top. Oh my God. Well, you you, you got that today? Well, the cheesecake is gone. It was too good for for it to last too long, but I do have my (laughs) shortbread cookies with pecans in them. Oh, yes. Pecans bring out the the best flavor in everything. So again, we're rebuking and binding all calories. Those, that, that cheesecake will not stick. Say we bind that in Jesus' name. (laughs) In Jesus' name. Those cookies will not stick. We bind that in Jesus' name. That banana bread will not stick. Will not stick. Amen. Let's enjoy this this moment. You know, I was in my office a few weeks ago, and the Lord spoke to my heart about you. And he said, ask her if she feels comfortable talking about her dating, her courtship, being engaged setting a wedding date, setting wedding plans, and then having to break it off, having to break all of that off. And your reply is apparent because you're here today with us. And I'm so happy to have you. Listen, let me ask you, uh, Lady Tanya, what was your dating experience like? Uh, We know that you are uh, happily married now. You have your Pris Charming, uh, Bishop Arthur T. Jones Jr., but what was your dating experience like? Talk to us. Wow. Wow. My dating experience. Wow. Well, like you stated, I've been married now for about 15 years. So uh, my dating experience, 
have to kind of think back a little bit. But let me tell you, I experienced a few frogs before right. my Prince Charming came along. Wow. <laughs> and I'm a sure few I'm frogs. Yes, oh. I did have a few frogs. But uh, growing up in our home, most people thought that my sister and I, uh, we grew up in a strict home. Our parents, um, you know, they laid down some ground rules and certain things. And so I, in, in high school, we didn't date too much. My mom, I can remember her telling me when I was about 13 or 14 years old, you don't have boyfriends. You have acquaintances. All right. When I, I heard her say that, I'm like, first of all, what is an acquaintance? I didn't even know what she was talking about. Um, but it all was right. just someone that you knew in, in passing. But but the whole gist of it was she wanted us to put books before boys. She didn't mm-hmm. want our heart to get tied up too soon. So mm-hmm. my dating experience didn't really begin until I went away to college. That's when mm-hmm. I really started dating. I experienced a few relationships during my college tenure. Um, Mm -hmm. I was in college for a total of seven years working on my undergrad and my graduate degrees. And uh, while I was there, I had about three relationships that I can really call relationships. One Mm -hmm. was a joke. One was just a flat out joke. joke. And one actually resulted in engagement. It was this that serious. Uh, We knew of each other when we were in the undergraduate programs, but we didn't really uh, know each other that well. We had the same circle of friends, uh, but it wasn't until after we both got into graduate school and I had um, graduated. And that's when we, we really met and got to know each other. And we decided that we would date. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was uh, finishing. I was I was done with um, graduate school and I was doing an internship back at home and he was finishing up his graduate studies as well. So we dated long distance, long distance for a while, got a chance to meet one another's families and families were cordial and everything. And and I just began to date and, and had our normal courtship and everything was going pretty good. Pretty wow. Good. Wow. I was working and and um, and then he had graduated and he accepted a position as a head band director at an HBCU in a totally different state. So that created right. even more distance while we were, wow. were dating. Uh, but we continued to date. We remained cordial. Um, we felt that we were compatible. So the next logical step was what we thought was marriage. So marriage. he proposed mm-hmm. and I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Did he get down on one knee? He did. He did. He okay. got down on they one still knee. do that now, huh? They still do that now. Okay. Yes, they do. <laughs> I was just well, asking. That was over 15 years ago. They did it. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, now, times but... <laughs> change. That's true. They but just grab a nine go. Yes. After he proposed, that's when the emotional roller coaster ride began. Wow. Wow. Yes. yes. Wow. The engagement actually brought out the real in both of us. It, it actually brought out the real, not just in us, but in our parents and anyone else who could possibly have a say in what was going to take place. And and for me, I think what it brought out, I think I was more excited about the idea Wow. Of being married and also mm-hmm. just about planning the wedding, but not about the marriage itself. Wow. And then as time went on, I felt like um, he just needed someone on his arm, someone to validate himself. I didn't really feel like it was like, like he wanted me for me. Mm-hmm. But we still went on and we still planned the wedding, um, even though it was stressful. Um, we still planned personalities continue to surface. And then one day. I just decided. I said, I can't do this. My Lord. I won't Mm. do this. Wow. Wow. 
Mm. I had sleepless nights. I couldn't think straight. It was affecting my work and it was affecting how I was dealing with those whom I loved. All right. So as tough as it was, I made the decision to end the engagement. Lady Tanya, let me ask, what did you learn from that experience? Being engaged and then having to break the engagement. What what did you learn? Did you learn anything from that? I, I did. I did. I learned as much as it hurts and as disappointed as I was after all of the tears and after all the heartache that followed, I realized that God, he really loves me. So you mean to tell me your, your love for God didn't change? It didn't change. Didn't change. I realized that he loved me. I, yes. He was letting me know that um, if I felt anguish and discontentment in the planning stages of wow. the marriage, then wow. what would wow. the marriage have been like? Yes. So I realized that he loved me. The other thing I learned was that I couldn't run my life on the opinions of others. Yes. I couldn't be concerned about what they were going to say if they knew, mm-hmm. you know, people knew that we were going to get married and they had to call mm-hmm. it off. I could not, I couldn't be worried about what they were going to say about me. All right. Because this was going to be... You. Yes. And people will have a whole lot to say, but then they're not living in the house with the mess that you set up. That's right. That's right. I learned that your life is the product of your choices. That's right. Your choice. It's the product of my choices. It's not the product of my past. It's not the product of my pain. It's not the product of my parents. It's the product of my choice, my Mm. choices. Mm-hmm. How I choose, how I decide. Yes, things happen. Things happen to all of us. That's right. Things happen to us, but we get to choose how we respond to those things. And I chose to grow and learn from that. You know, you know, and it's so good. This is something not only for young women, but it's for young women, middle-aged women and older women, because you have middle-aged women and older women who want to get married too. And yeah. this is something I believe just because you've made, and you, you said it, just because you've made marriage your plans and everybody, every woman visualize herself in, in a wedding gown, marching down the aisles, but But when the Lord revealed to you that this is going to be toxic for you, you've got to have the courage to walk away from that experience. How did that experience shape your thinking into wanting to become married again with the one that God had chosen for you? Well, I've always been taught that there are two important decisions that you will make in your life. All right. One decision is receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. All right. The other decision is whom you choose to marry. Yes. Because marriage is not just about having a boo and being with someone and not being lonely. Marriage is truly a ministry. I know it's a ministry. And people say that it's a phrase, you know, they may use it like it's a cliche, but marriage truly is a ministry. Yes, it is. And it has to be viewed that way. If it's right. something that God ordained, then he needs to be involved in the decision-making process. 
And totally if he involved. presents an opportunity to you mm-hmm. and, and that's not his opportunity, you have to recognize that. So I still, I, I maintain a positive view of marriage. I bless God. My parents, they've been married for over 30 years at that time. All right, so I had a all positive right. view of marriage and, and, that, and that didn't change. Um, in terms of my view of marriage, I just I, I just had to, to recognize that that God wanted me in a particular place, and and I had to had to have the courage to obey Him. Now let me ask you, let me ask you a question, Lady Tanya. Let me ask you: Did you bash him, oh. and did you talk negatively about his? Did you bash? Because I've seen so many women they mm. bash him. Did you bash him? Mm. Did you talk negatively about him? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> hold my hand. Let me just, yes, Jesus, hold my hand. Let me just say privately, I did. Privately, I, you know, I had some conversation, but it was more of a venting for me. It was more, and it also turned into self-reflection. So All I right. didn't bash him openly, you know, it really, he was a good guy and he came mm-hmm. from a, a great family. But just because he was a good guy doesn't mean that he was the right guy That's for right. me. And so once I realized that, you know, I had, I thank God for the people that I had close to me that were in my circle that I was able to talk to. I told them, I said, listen, I need for you to just listen to me right now. I'm in my feelings and and I just need you to listen. They allowed me to vent. And then I said, okay, now look at the whole picture. There were two people involved. Yes. It wasn't just him. All right. (laughs) Wow. Really? Oh, it was your fault too. And they were honest with you. Yes. They told you about yourself too. Told me about myself too. Listen, that it wasn't just him. No, no. That it was about you too. You have two, two, two personalities that are coming together. Come on. So, you know, all of us have a part to play. And That's so right. It may have started out with me talking about him, but it ended up with me talking about us and how we were <laughs> right for All right. each other. So, <laughs> All right. So no, no, I did not bash him publicly. Um, again, I had my close circle that I was able to share things with. I was able to be honest with them and they were able to be honest with me. And you need those type of friends in your life. Who will be honest, girl? You just wrong. You need to get yourself together. Yes. You need to wash your face, get over it. Yes. Because it wasn't just him. Right. It was the both of you. And tell God thank you Mm -hmm. for revealing it before you said I do. Yes. My God. How yes. many, how many have said I do and regretted that I do? That I do is supposed to be a special thing. Yes. Special. Let me ask you also, did you seek counseling where, uh, from your parents or, or from your spiritual leaders? Uh, or did you just say, this is my choice. You don't have anything to do with this. And what the decision that I make is my decision. Were you, were you able to get counseling? Yes, yes, I, I, I did. Um, but but uh, let's listen to this. I considered the wisdom of mentors and, and parents. The final decision was mine. As I stated yes. earlier, the, the product of our life is a result of our own choices. That's so right. Yes, That's I right. did receive counsel from others. Yes, I received wisdom. 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 There's a difference now. Wisdom is the principal thing. 
That's right. That's right. Yes. People will give you their opinions. That's I right. I did not listen to opinions. Opinions are not based on fact. They're not based on much of anything. They're just based on what you think. That's but right. The wisdom of others, those who have walked in the shoes that I'm desiring to walk in. I listened mm-hmm. to them. I remember my mom, she was sharing with me and she said, after praying, I thank God yes. for having praying people around praying, me. Those yes. are the types of people I listened to. She said, no substitute, no counterfeits. So she was one who was a spiritual mentor. My dad. Oh my God. Somebody need to write that down. No substitute, no, no substitute, counterfeit. No counterfeits. That's right. That's right. You only want who God wants for you. And but she was praying for me. So I was able to receive that. My dad, he would often tell my sister and I, he said, if the man you're about to marry doesn't treat you the same or better than I treated you growing up, he's not the one for you. Not the one. And my father took great care of his family. All right. To do so. And I also listened to my pastor at that time. She said that I was a loyal and giving person and she just wanted me to be happy. So I took all of that wisdom. Mm-hmm. I stirred it up in a pot, stirred it I up in a pot. In, and I made the final decision after my personal conversations with God and wisdom of my mentors. Um, the, the wisdom to me, it was like you you, you actually taught me this. You taught me this. You know, that homemade cold, uh, cold remedy that we that we got from Grandma Essie M. Jones. God bless her. <laughs> All I right. Bless her. her. Yes. Dearly. But she had this this homemade cold remedy. I think you All right. some Tylenol right. cold sinus and uh, some some you would crush it up. and you I called it potent poison <laughs> <laughs> that yes. worked. I think that's a fitting term, very fitting, but it would be the, the cold and sinus tablets crushed up. Uh, you yes. put in some baking soda, some lemon and some water and you heat it up. That's it. Stir it all up together. Works every oh time. My God. It was tough to swallow. <laughs> it was nasty. It was nasty, but it helped. But it helped. The wisdom of others, it may be tough to swallow sometimes, but if you listen, it'll help. Yes. Let me ask you this. You know, I remember um, before Bishop Jr. got married, he was dating. He dated uh, young ladies in Jacksonville. And uh, I just came to him one day. I said, son, your wife is not here. Go find her. Mm -hmm. And I remember about midnight one night. He mm-hmm. called the house because you and he were were meeting in um in uh out of town uh, because you were getting some music straight. You were the minister of music there, and he right. was here, and 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 they didn't meet by themselves. No, Elder Council <laughs> met with them. Yes, all right, get that clear that up in your mind. And he called. And he start, he was screaming in, in the phone. And we said, what's the matter, son? He says, I found her. I found her. <laughs> and his daddy said, you found who, son? <laughs> he said, I found her. I found my wife. He said, okay, I've got to hang up the phone. He said, I didn't get her name. I didn't, I didn't get her telephone number. So I got to run her down so I won't lose her. <laughs> How did you know? How did you? He knew. Yes. But how did you know Mm. that God had this young man for your life? How did you know that? Well, as you stated for him, he said that he knew from day one. It didn't happen quite that way for me. I can't say I knew on day one when I met him. (laughs) 
<laughs> it would take all right friends Grinald and, and Gina Hawkins to let to tell you the story uh, all right when we first met but um for me it took some time it took some time I knew when I met him that he was someone I could marry but I didn't right. know that he was the one that I was absolutely going to marry. I just All remember right. our All conversation right. flowing. I could, I, he was a gentleman. Um, the yes. conversation wasn't about other people. We actually talked about ourselves, our dreams, our visions, and what we All wanted right. to do in life. And then um, as time went on, I got a chance to see how he was with his family, the respect that he has for his father, the love that he has for, for his mother and how he just adored his sister. I loved how he called her baby girl. That was, that was his girl. That was his friend, his best friend. And how he had such respect and love for his younger brother as well. I saw how he was with his family. I, I looked at all of that. I also watched how he was even when he was at church. Because you have a lot of people that That's go right. to church, oh but they my don't God. necessarily have. You paid attention. attention. That's right. Yes. So yes. I looked at all of those things, and then I prayed, and I said, and God gave me peace. For yes. me, when making a decision, peace is yes. my determining factor. I mentioned yes. earlier I had sleepless nights. I couldn't think straight. I had no peace. I was in turmoil. God was trying to let me know that wasn't it. That wasn't it. But I experienced the peace of God with this. So and how many, how many you. young women push past what God is saying and push past, don't do this mm. and go on and do it anyhow and don't have that peace that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Peace is important. It's very important. Very important. Got it, to it, have that peace. That's right. It, it helps me make decisions. If I don't have the peace, then I, I remain still. That's right. Leave it alone. Oh, this has been good. Aren't you enjoying Lady Tanya this morning? So many are struggling with this issue and it's good to know that it's all right to change your mind yes. before you make a drastic mistake of marrying the wrong one. Oh my God. Come on now. That is important. Don't make drastic decisions because someone is calling you an old maid. Mm-hmm. My Lord Jesus, no. Let him talk. Let him because talk. you're because the sheets are cold. Woo. Get you a heating pad or something yeah. until the Lord call the one that's for you. Don't make a mistake. Oh, thank you, Lady Tanya. We're going to have our final announcement break. And we will come back and continue our conversation with Lady Tanya Jones of the Impact Worship Center, Atlanta, Georgia. We pray you enjoyed this podcast and would like you to share, subscribe, and follow the Manage of the Heart podcast through Podbean for weekly episodes. Remember, we are taking this journey together. Don't forget to go to www.spcjministries.org to join our mailing list. God bless you and may he give you strength for your journey. Oh, you know, I love that music. Do you know who that is? That's Bishop Arthur Tyrone Jones Jr. I have the rights to this song, so I don't have to write down. I don't have the rights to this song. I have. 
yes. the rights to this song. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> we are back with our special guests and welcome back, Lady Tanya. I know your discussion has blessed and helped so many young women, older women as well, who has struggled and is yet struggling with dating and wanting to get married and being engaged and having to break off the engagement. So I thank you for your openness and your realness. I do. I appreciate God. And I appreciate God for sending you in my son's life where the Lord is carrying him. Everybody couldn't take the journey. Everybody, every young lady that he dated couldn't take the journey, but God had you, that special woman that he needed, that could put up with him when he needed to be put up with him, <laughs> yes. love him, uh, love him through it all, choke him when he has to be yes. choked. <laughs> you understand? And I Not thank God. Yes. I thank God that you are the one, you are the one that God uh, has placed in his life. And before we leave, uh, Lady Tanya, what encouragement would you give to men and women who are waiting on God to send them their purpose mate? Did you hear what I said? Their purpose mate. Mm -hmm. What encouragement would you give? Keep it short and sweet. Focus on God. Focus on yourself. And focus on your individual purpose. Give you a brief uh, explanation of those and take that with you. You focus on God. Yes. That doesn't mean being busy doing things at church and just doing things for God. Yes. It means deepening your relationship with him. Yes. It means getting to know his voice. This is very important because if people are presented to you as an opportunity to marry, how are you going to know if God is saying yes or no if you don't Mm -hmm. recognize his voice? So focusing on God, again, is not about service. Service is wonderful. Service in the kingdom is great. It's necessary. But I'm talking about your relationship with God and learning to hear his voice. How he communicates with you. Focus on yourself. Yes. I wrote out a list of things that I wanted in a mate. And when I started praying for those things in my mate, God said, now you pray for those things to be present in you. Oh, yeah. My God. That's good. That's good. That's good. Somebody who's considerate and tenderhearted and that's good and loving. You need to be considerate, tenderhearted, loving and all of that. Everything that you're praying and believing God for, you need to be that. So work on you first. Work on you first. Working on on the uh, on the other party. So focus on God. Focus on yourself. And lastly, focus on your individual Purpose. What is it that God has created you for? Yes. Again, a marriage is a shared vision. That's it's it. It's a joining of purposes for you guys to work together for what God has called you to do. How are you going to know that you are compatible with someone else and their purpose if you don't even know what your purpose is? That's it. My God. So focusing on God, hearing his voice, focusing on yourself and focusing on your individual purpose. That's the encouragement. All right. 
to those who. That's it. That's good there. That's good. I thank God for my husband. Uh, We've been married for 51 years. This November will be 52 years. And I thank God we got married when we were young. But I thank God that he was the one that God had for me and I was the one that God had for him. You know, even after 51 years, we tell God, thank you. Mm. People used to tell us y'all's marriage was made in heaven. I claim that in Jesus name, that God had him for me and me for him. And our marriage is still beautiful, blissful, happy hallelujah all of that good stuff yeah some of you all might be gagging and all of that whatever (laughs) amen but we're not old that's right well (laughs) do you hear what i say my 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 (laughs) oh my god that's right Bishop says, as long as the bees are busy. (laughs) Okay. There will be honey in the moon. All right. All right, Bishop. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Lady Tanya. God bless you. Thank you for being with me this morning on my podcast launch party. This has been phenomenal. And thank you, my listening audience, for joining me today. My heart is filled with joy and excitement. Each episode that you will receive addresses how to equip, empower, support, and change lives through a whole and healthy relationship with God while dealing with the matters. And you're going to have to, and you're going to have some matters in your life, but I want you to join in with me, join in weekly to hear new episodes of the Matters of the Heart with Bishop Sharon Jones. Get ready for a life-changing experience that will motivate you and give you strength for your journey. Before we sound off, I would like to give the names of the door prize winners. You know, we said that we were going to give some some prizes out. We were going to give you some love. I appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate all of you that have joined in. Amen. And call your friend and ask your friend to join in. I thank God for even my staff and how they've worked so hard to make this moment happen. I think when we sound off, I think everybody is is waiting to exhale. All right. (laughs) Waiting to breathe. But I want to give those names of those ladies. Amen. Now I will only have, you're going to have to recognize your initials and all of this because I don't have everybody's name, but it's P. Nicole, JLD. I don't know if that's short for construction one. Lady Managot and Pastor Teresa. Come on, let's make some noise for these ladies. Congratulations, ladies. And what I need for you to do is send me your your, your email address on jonessharon04 at gmail.com and we will have your gift sent to you, all right? Again, that's P. Nicole, that's one, J-L-D, C-O-N-S-T-1, Lady Manigault, and Pastor Teresa. 
God bless you, ladies. And again, I want to thank all of you for joining me. This has been Bishop Sharon Jones, and I pray you've enjoyed this moment. Now the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. I speak sweet peace today, a peace that passes all understanding. Now until our next live episode, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer in Jesus name. Thank you.